Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. On October 31st, 1517, something very significant happened when Martin Luther, a young Augustinian monk, nailed his 95 theses to the door of the Wittenberg Chapel. That began something that lasts down to this very day. That was 500 years ago. We've been celebrating on this podcast the Reformation. As a matter of fact, this is the eighth and final podcast in that series. What I wanted to do on this podcast is just take a moment to go back and make a few observations about the Reformation. One of the things that I want to point out early on is our need as a church right now, today, in this day and time, to learn from history. I am concerned that on a broad level, there are so many people in the Church of Jesus Christ that are essentially ignorant of church history. And this particular event that we've been celebrating, the Reformation, is a huge part of our church history and something that we need to learn from. I go back in the Word of God to Joshua chapter 4. and That particular passage records the crossing of the children of Israel from the wilderness over into the promised land. They crossed the Jordan. That was significant for them. They had been in the wilderness now for 40 years, and they had seen their parents die there. And now this new generation is following a new leader because their former leader, Moses, had died there as well. And they are following Joshua over into the promised land. Forty years prior, uh, when they were undoubtedly children, or maybe even not even born yet, uh, their parents had witnessed the miracle of the crossing of the Red Sea. And now this new generation is witnessing the miracle of the crossing of the flooded Jordan River. As the priests had gone over into the middle of that river and stood with the Ark of the Covenant, God held back those flooded waters so that every last Israelite could cross over into, into Canaan uh, uh, safely. And here's what God said. He said, when you cross, take 12 stones from out of the middle of Jordan, from where the priests are standing, and set them up over there on the other side, and uh, then take 12 more stones and set them up right in the middle of the Jordan River. And, then, and they were informed, they were instructed that when their children ask, what are those stones there for? You're to tell them about how God is faithful and how God delivered them across the Jordan River. And it was a, a matter of remembering, remembering what God had done in the past for them, remembering the greatness of Almighty God. And so uh, that's exactly what God wants us to do. You know, uh, over in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, we're reminded that the things that were written in the past, the things about the children of Israel were written uh, as an example for us, for our instruction. And, and by the same token, 
when we go back and we look at church history and the various events there, they're written there uh, for our instruction. They're written there to remind us, and we need to go back and remember how Almighty God is faithful and has been faithful uh, to us and how He has done mighty works in, in the past. Um, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In other words, even death, the gates of hell symbolizing death, death cannot stop the building of the church. And that was made very clear in, in this event, the, the uh, extended years of the Reformation. Because, uh, you see, God raised up many men and women. We've been focusing primarily on Martin Luther in these uh, past seven podcasts, but uh, God raised up many men and women uh, that he used, faithful men and women, uh, names that uh, we probably would would not hear or know, but uh, I just want to name a few of them. Peter Waldo, Jan Huss, uh, then there was Wolfgang Capito, Menno Simons. Uh, there was Peter Martyr Vermigli, Vermigli. And then there was William Tyndale and uh, Thomas Kramer and, and uh, Uric Zingli and Hans Gooseflesh. And then there was a lady named Helen Sturck uh, and Heinrich Bullinger. Those are names that you, most of them you've never heard before in your life. And uh, I didn't mention John Calvin. And, and we could go on and on. Many of these men and women died martyrs' deaths, some of them terrible deaths, such as being burned alive at the stake. Uh, and, and on and on it goes. They died martyrs' death in the... Reformation movement, the movement that God started. You see, it wasn't just hinging on one man, Martin Luther, but there were many men and women that uh, bravely stood up for the cause, and God used them in in the uh, process of the Reformation. and And we we need to, we need to know that. And what was it all about? <clears throat> well, as we have been studying over these podcasts, the church. Uh, and at that time, represented by the church at Rome, uh, the church had strayed far from, from the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, they did say that uh, you were saved by the grace of God. Yes, they did say you were saved by faith. Um, but there was a word missing that was absolutely important, and that's where we get the five solas from. Sola is a Latin word that means alone. <clears throat> so even though they were saying we are saved by grace, not grace alone, but grace plus something, uh, they, they, uh, faith plus something, it, it was a matter of you had to work your way up through certain steps, uh, and and there it came to a low point where they were uh, selling indulgences. These were pieces of paper that they were told uh, that people were told if you buy these, you can buy your way into heaven, and not only your way but your dead relatives. You can get them out of purgatory. You can get them into heaven if you buy these indulgences. And it was just a crass way of earning, of raising money, and uh, specifically targeted toward uh, building St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. 
the church had fallen to real depths, and it was a dark period. You see, the Word of God was in the hands of certain elites, just certain elite church leaders, and and uh, and it was uh, written in Latin, and the church services were were uh, given in Latin only, and and the, this was not the common language of of the masses of the common man. So basically, they were in the dark, and if they had spiritual questions, they would have to go to this ruling class, this elite class of church leaders, and and they would get whatever answer that that particular leader was uh, giving them at the time or wanted to give them and they couldn't search the scriptures for themselves because the scriptures were not available in their language. But you see, uh, when God raised up people like William Tyndale and like uh, Martin Luther and many others who began to translate the scriptures into the, into the language of the people, uh, Martin Luther into German and uh, eventually into, uh, eventually it came into English and and uh, the uh, invention of the uh, printing press, and, and God used that to uh, mass-produce the Scriptures, and the Scriptures getting into the hands of the people, and there was uh, a recovery of the true gospel. See, it was there all along, but it had been hidden by, by the, uh, 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 those that were in authority in, in the church at that time. And God said, no. Jesus said, I'll build my church, and, and you know, so much has come against the church in the past 2,000 plus years of its existence. So much has come against the church. Uh, the, the attacks that we're talking about here, uh, the attacks that are theological in nature, that are doctrinal in nature. Then there were attacks where people were martyred and killed, and there were attacks where Satan used prosperity to get people off of the track. Uh, but Jesus, in spite of it, is building his church. And that's something that we need to know because we live in a day and time right now when, particularly here in the United States of America, we live in, in good times. Uh, we live in prosperous times. Some would think that they're not because they may be personally struggling. But when you compare us to the rest of the world and down through history, we live in highly prosperous times and and so many options. And those things are pulling us away, and, and the church uh, of Jesus Christ is, is going through other crises, uh, crises of pastors that are not uh, preaching the Word of God like they should be and teaching the Word of God, shepherds. And we live in a time when there's a proliferation of, of uh, gospel materials and of Bible materials and study materials, and yet there's a high level of biblical illiteracy among evangelical Christians. And so we have to learn from the past that Jesus is building his church and we got to remind ourselves that God is at work in ways that we don't even understand at times, but he's at work. And I'm so thankful that the Reformation was all about the recovery of the true gospel. The fact that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And it is the scriptures alone that give us and point us the way. And it is all for the glory of God alone. And that those five alones, those five solas really summarize what God was doing there and in the Reformation as he was bringing back the light to the common man, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And out of that came mighty missionary movements 
uh, that, that ring true around the world today. And there are literally millions of people in many different countries and lands, many different languages that are a part of the Church of Jesus Christ. And much of it can be traced back to the Reformation. Can you imagine if that hadn't happened? But thank God it did. And it was a sovereign, mighty move of Almighty God. And, and so I hope that you realize the importance of that. And I hope that you are rejoicing with me and celebrating with me and many others uh, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Thank God for His mighty move. With that, we wrap up this whole celebration of the Reformation on this podcast. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.